Thanks for listening to the first ever episode of Better Humans. In this episode, we're going to talk about how we came to create this podcast. And it's because of a bias that we all have as humans, but we're not necessarily aware of. My best friend always says, Change is the only constant. That's my best friend. Hi, I'm Chris Saad. He didn't invent that saying, by the way. It's from a philosopher named Heraclitus. It means that at every level conceivable, that nothing is static. Nothing. You know, the planet is orbiting the sun, the sun is orbiting the, the black hole at the center of the galaxy. Um, it, the planet itself is spinning. Uh, you know, the molecules in my, in my body are, are changing. It, literally nothing is static. Everything is always shifting, all the time. Yet, I can't help but notice a tendency we as humans have. The government crackdown on genetic testing company 23andMe. The court case to shut down Uber in Toronto is facing a bumpy start. We tend to push back when something innovative enters our world and impacts us directly. We're reluctant to change and try to protect the status quo. And I think that's because we are afraid of what we could lose if change happened. We're actually more afraid of potential loss than we are excited about potential gains. So presented with a situation where change is an option that could benefit us but could also be framed as a loss, we choose the status quo, even if it's not to our advantage. Let's try an experiment that Dr. Laurie Santos, a professor of psychology at Yale University, did on the TED stage in 2010. Imagine that I give you $100. So you have the $100 bill, it's in your hand, and you can do whatever you want with it. Now I'm giving you an option to get even more. I can either give you $50 right now, no question asked, or we can flip a coin and if you get heads, you make another $100. But if it's tails, you get nothing. What do you do? Most humans will choose the $50 option without a coin flip, because that means you can leave with $150 for sure. Now let's reframe the experiment and say that I give you $200 for free. Now your second option is to either give me $50 back without playing, or to flip a coin and give me $100 back if you get heads, or keep everything if you get tails. Framed this way, most humans will choose the riskier option and will play the coin toss. We want to take the chance to not lose anything if we can. We're not ready to give up $50 without a little fight. Our economic chances to win $100, $150 or $200 are the same, but if one option is presented as a loss, we'll avoid it no matter what. This cognitive bias is called framing effects, and it's much more ingrained in our behavior than you may think. I'm Alexandra Rosati. I'm an assistant professor of human evolutionary biology at Harvard University. Um, and my research focuses on the evolutionary origins of the human mind. So why, how, how do humans think about the world in special ways and how did our minds get like that? Uh, and I do this by looking at uh, the psychology of many other primate species to try to understand um, how cognition evolves. Alexandra and her team did an experiment on chimps and bonobos to see if they too were sensitive to framing effects. The background here is that I had been, prior to this study, doing a lot of research comparing chimps and bonobos, and we were interested in them because there are differences in the wild socioecology of chimps and bonobos that suggest that they might make decisions differently. And I think that this can provide some insight into, you know, what do we think is rational? So if actually two different species 
think what's rational or different things, that might shed some light onto whether humans are, you know, actually being irrational or if sometimes things that look irrational to an economist, for example, actually can be quite rational from a biological perspective. And so framing effects was, was one situation where we know that, that humans and some other species show these framing effects, so treat losses differently than gains. Um, and we wanted to see if chimps and bonobos also showed these differences um, to try to understand if, if the human bias is actually sort of evolutionarily shared with our closest relatives. So we came up with this sort of simple task that contrasted how they thought about losses versus how they thought about gains. So for example, they would choose they, they would see one fruit, but when they chose it half the time, they actually got two fruits. So it seemed like they got this special bonus. They liked that better than the flip version of this um, framed as a loss, where they always initially saw two fruits, but half the time one of them got removed before they made the choice. So the idea is that these situations are actually economically equivalent. So on average, you get 1.5 pieces of fruit. Um, and, and we found that actually they, they, were more, they were more willing to choose this fruit option when it was framed like a gain than when it was framed like a loss. In other words, our fear to lose, our reluctance to change when framed as a loss, may have a biological source, as demonstrated by Dr. Rosati. And in some ways, it prevents us from reaching our full potential. Because we'll always resist change in fear that it may make us lose something. We may win, it may be positive, but we don't want to know. We don't want to take the risk of losing anything. The question is, can we overcome this bias? to become more accepting of change and less afraid of potential loss. Well, one thing I'm really interested in is the idea that these biases are potentially stemming from an emotional reaction. Um, and there's, there's some evidence that this is maybe true in humans as well. So um, that these kinds of biases are mediated by, you know, neural systems that deal with emotion. So maybe it's just this like negative feeling when you see the loss that makes you not like it. Um, and maybe if we could help people regulate their emotions or we could help the apes regulate their emotions, um, then we could maybe, you know, attenuate the bias. So the first step in fighting our reluctance to change could probably be to become aware of it. The second step could be to try and trick our brain into framing change and decisions as a win instead of a potential loss. The question isn't whether or not something should change. Things always change, all the time. We can't prevent change. What we can do is to try to make this change the most positive to our species and to our entire planet. That's what Better Humans is about. During this series, we'll discuss our most innovative inventions and how they can benefit us, make us better. Take on easy tasks so that we can focus on more complex things, give us space to learn and see things from a different angle, or help us be more connected to each other. In each episode, we'll invite experts like Dr. Rosetti and Chris to give us their take on a specific topic. If that sounds interesting to you, you can subscribe on our website or using your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to give us feedback or talk on the show, feel free to reach out via our website at betterhumans.show. Better Humans is produced by Latelier Marketing, a marketing agency helping innovative startups make us better humans. My name is Dorian Moray, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us on the next episode. <laughs>